everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dram Fine. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Pamela. In this episode, we're going to chat about Glenmorangie. It's a great lead-in whiskey with a cool distillery story. This was a family-built distillery that was run by... Dun, dun, dun. A woman. It was run by a woman for many years, so we're going to dive into what we know about her years in charge and have a drama of the original tenure. Right. Let's do this. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, Pam. How are you? Good. What's up? Not much. I'm just existing. Um, you know, I'm actually sitting in a wine cellar today. Oh. So that's yeah. fun. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, still not really doing much then? No. <laughs> I'm glad you got out of the house and got into a wine cellar. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm recording. I don't you know constantly sit in wine cellars it's not like a thing I do it's just like it's a great actually place to record as a nice um nice acoustics in here really kind of muffles the sound I guess it doesn't yeah I don't know it's good it looks it looks well we're on zoom right now so it looks like you're in a recording studio yeah that's cool because it's probably the closest thing I'll ever get to a recording studio at least a real one (laughs) a real one yeah it actually sounds it honestly sounds really good in here it's like a really muffled sound so for all you out there, if you're looking for a uh, recording studio, just use a wine cellar. <laughs> That's is the it cool. What's that? Is it full? It is pretty full. Can you see? I can't even, no, I can't even see. probably a good hundred bottles of wine in here, at least. Plus about 30 bottles of unopened scotch. But then there's also like 200 bottles outside the outside the cellar. Someone's very trusting of you. Yes. There's also a huge six liter... A uh, bottle of Vouv Clicquot. Oh, hey. Yeah. If, if maybe I totally, I feel like s- such an English person saying that like that. Vouv Clicquot. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> the French are probably cringing. Sorry. Oh, are you so bored of COVID? Oh, I'm so over it, but it's still there. It's still there. We, just know. because I'm bored of it doesn't mean it's like gone anywhere. It's still a threat to our society. Just stay in the wine cellar. Just stay in the wine cellar. You know what? No one can hurt me here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've like completely lost track of time. Like it was Father's Day at the weekend. Yep. This Sunday. This Sunday. Yeah, but we celebrated it the week before because I had no idea when it was. (laughs) What made you think that? Oh, I don't know. I think I knew it was coming up and I was like, I can't miss it. I can't miss it. So I just uh, did it a week early by accident. Oh, well, did I'll you celebrate? Think. Did you celebrate again twice? No, he's had it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a garden hose. <laughs> got him a garden hose and a bottle. I got him a bottle of iron malt as well. So it's not. Don't feel sorry for him. Oh, I, I never do. No, he's got um, you for a wife. I can't feel sorry for him. Exactly, and now a garden hose too. So exactly, uh, a garden hose and a wife. <laughs> uh, and a bottle of iron. Yeah, exactly. But um, did you get any new whiskeys recently? Mm, I've got any new whiskeys. I haven't, but I really actually wanted to get a bottle, which I can't find right now. It was the new Ardbeg, the Ardbeg release, the black. The black. Yeah, uh, which uh, is uh, Asian Pinot Noir casks. And apparently the black is referring to the sheep of New Zealand because they get Pinot Noir casks from New Zealand. And apparently uh, sheep outnumber New Zealanders seven to one. Oh, so it's not gets, about Isla sheep. 
I thought, yeah, you think it would be no, but it's about New Zealand because of the Pinot Noir castle. Mm-hmm. So that would have been really interesting to see. I don't think I've, I don't think I know of like a nice lightly wine casked like art bag that they've done before. I'm not really sure, but, um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to trying that eventually, but if I can find it. So if anyone has a Intel, please send us an email at drownfineyeg.com. <laughs> Thanks. Chelsea up. Yeah. Hook me up. <laughs> well, we just got basic Aaron malt because it's Stuart's like go-to whiskey, right? It's just mm. one that like he likes to have in the house. So a good dependable whiskey. Which one? Which Aaron? It's just the Aaron malt. Oh, it, just the Aaron malt. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. He likes that. He likes having it. So, but that kind of leads us into this Glen uh, Glen because, you know, it's a good dependable whiskey as well. It is, and the most popular whiskey in Scotland, and mm-hmm. uh, five million Scots can't be wrong, isn't that? What you you love seeing that. Oh. <laughs> Do you know that? Oh, my friend was just to say that to me, like, ingrained in my head every time I think they're of so Glenmorangie. funny. Yep. I mean, they, could they? I don't want to say they could. I think they're. I think it's five million Scots. Of course not. Yeah. But you're right. It's a total household name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Glenmore. It'd be interesting to hear. Um, yeah, hear your thoughts on or hear, hear what you have to say about Glenmorangie today. Oh, here, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> oh, <good. yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just keep listening. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh my so, God. So what do we, so what do we, so that kind of leads us to, cause we're going to talk about Glenmorangie today. Um, yeah, yeah. and you have some kind of background information about the, 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 the woman who the used to run it. And we're also going to do, be tasting, um, kind of the flagship, uh, Glenmorangie, uh, malts, the Glenmorangie tenure. That's our featured whiskey of the, of the, of the podcast, right? Yes. The original Glenmorangie, mm-hmm. the original 10 year olds. Yes. So it's matured in first and second fill American oak casks. Mm-hmm. I believe it's 40%. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's forty, if not forty-three. I don't. Do you have? I don't have the bottle with me at the moment. Hold on. Let me let me get it. Forty. Sorry, it's quite dark in here. Forty. Forty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You got one there. Want me to I open do. this bottle so you can yeah. hear? Please give me that. Proof sound. Drinking. Now do a better job. Oh, that's good. Good one. You might want to do it again. I talked over it. Sorry. Whoa. Nice. I honestly didn't hear that. Really? Let me do it again. Cool. Yeah. One more time. One more Third time. Time's a charm. Ah, there you go. So nice. exaggerated that time, right? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we've had this before. It's not new. No. But I just thought it's, you know, these episodes are really good uh, for beginners. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of basics we're going over right now. So I thought, why not start with a whiskey that is the first whiskey I ever heard of? It's one of the um, first I've heard of as well. Kind of in in, in uh, tandem with like Glenfiddich, Glenlivet, Glenmorangie Ten. It was kind of you saw it on shelves at bars yeah. all the time, right? Um, it was the first whiskey I ever seen on like an advert on TV as well. I don't know if you guys had the same we, commercials. Yeah, we allowed to advertise? I don't think you could advertise alcohol on TV. Yeah. I think you can. Can you now? I don't even know. I don't know in Canada. Oh, yeah. I wonder. That's a good question. I think. I know at home we have a thing called the watershed where we can only like say swear words and things after a certain time. So maybe it was the same with advertising alcohol. Yeah, maybe there's some kind of regulations somewhere in Canada. I'm sure. Off the top, we'll look it up when we'll do. I don't know. We'll never look up. No. Um, 
but um the glen of tranquility uh, did you never see that commercial then for the guy never like welcome to the glen of tranquility <laughs> i've never heard that but i've heard you say that <laughs> before never it must be a must be like a, a scottish thing huh no it was like a big deal like that commercial was a huge deal welcome i can to still hear it of tranquility yes <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to drink it well drink it get yourself oh, a glass let's get some let's get tranquil get tranquil um i so i always think about like that moody atmosphere in that advert and it was like it always seemed like super luxurious and it was always like a guy sitting i don't know beside a body of water or i guess a lock or something and just like hiding out in his own and then somebody would appear next to him and go welcome to the glen of tranquil like just a random guy would appear Hi, we have a bottle of whiskey so it'd be all right uh, yeah, well, he's exactly. welcome <laughs> Well, that's a good, that's a good visual. Uh, yeah, it definitely, yeah, that's probably exactly, without even seeing that commercial, I can totally picture that kind of imagery. Definitely. I tried to find it on YouTube, it's not there. I want uh, you to show you. Uh, so you just well, have to settle for me seeing it, seeing okay. the slogan. <laughs> I'm picturing, I have my own kind of image of what it is in my head. Maybe one day we'll find it. So, and yeah, if anyone knows, if they've seen that commercial, send us an email. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Stop telling everyone the email. I never check it. It's an email. Uh, I, I, I'll check it. I'll start checking it. I'm just from kidding. now on. Okay, cool. So, so yeah, so yeah, so that's our drinking the Glenmo the Glenmo uh, tenure today. Hmm. Yeah. And then we'll do our. Well, after we kind of chat a little bit more, we'll kind of do our first impressions, what we think about it afterwards. So, I I, I read this book, Whiskey Women, by Fred Minnick, and it touches on Glenmorangie a wee bit but not a whole lot. So there was a lady in charge there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found it pretty interesting, but I wanted a bit more info. So I reached out to Whiskey Bry, who works for uh, Glenmorangie and Ardbeg, and he's based out of Toronto. So I had a quick chat with him just to get some more info on this lady. Mm. But um, not a whole lot there, right? I want to know more about her. Oh. Uh, but what I do know, I kind of pulled together because I thought it'd be really nice for us to like have some some female leads here in yeah. these episodes. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, I dug. I did some digging here. It actually, Glenmore used to be a farm, like an original farm and a brewery hmm. before it was a distillery. Um, and it was purchased in 1840 by a man called William Matheson, who turned it into the distillery. But he actually died in 1862 and left it to be run by his wife, Anne Matheson, the heroine of this story. Anne Matheson. <laughs> Anne Matheson. Moan Anne. Uh, so her and her son worked together uh, and did some cool things. So uh, one of the she's one of like those ladies in Scotch she's referred to again and again. Um, and one of the main things that she did is she put the, those Glenmorangie Glen stills in that people talk about. I don't know if you've seen on social mm-hmm. media, they're always like tagged in giraffe posts and they're always talking about how they have the tallest stills in Scotland. Apparently oh, yeah. the same size as an adult male giraffe. Ooh. I know that they're um, posting about giraffes and they're actually raising money to save some giraffes right now. Oh, they are? In Africa, aye. So it's all about the giraffes. Anyway, it's not really about the giraffes. It's about these stills. So they're <laughs> so they're very tall. Very tall. <laughs> Tallest in Scotland. Yeah, mm. so that was one of the changes that Anne had made and it's something that still spoke about today. So she, I think she brought them in around 1887. Mm-hmm. But people refer to them being like gin stills. 
apparently there's like a huge connection with uh, Humphrey Taylor. Gents. Oh, yeah. Right. Very cool. So she did, yeah. some, she did some kind of last, had a big lasting impression on not only Glenn Morangy, but, you know, kind of the whiskey, the whiskey world. Yeah, I like this um, idea of measuring things as animals. Yeah. Maybe we well, should do that more. Yeah, I think like the size, but then even, but I guess so, but as someone who lives in Canada, who's never seen a giraffe in real life, I mean. Well, a size of a bear. A size of bear. I don't even know how big a bear is. <laughs> I mean, like on the a standing bear. Like a standing bear? How tall? A standing I, grizzly. I've never seen one, thank goodness. I've seen one running. <gasps> what? You've never seen one? Well, I've seen a bear, but I've never seen like a standing up bear before, which like they're very tall. Definitely. <laughs> I've seen one running a... Uh, a couple of years ago, I was in Banff uh, National Park and we seen one running along the side of the road and mm-hmm. it was absolutely massive. Was it a black bear or brown bear? No, it was grizzly. Oh, it was a gri- Oh, my goodness. I've seen brown, uh, sorry, I've seen black bears. Yeah, the last time I saw one, actually I was in Vancouver, I went to do the gross grind where you kind of like time yourself going up the mountain. And at the mm-hmm. top, they have a couple of bears up there. What? They, well, they like, like, they're, they're wild. Like, yeah, no, well, they're, no, they're living in, they're in, they're in behind fences, unfortunately, oh, but yeah. I this was wild. This one yeah, I see. That is wild. <laughs> I'd be so terrified <laughs> to see the bear. Anyway, other, other cool things and did. Let's stop talking about weird animals. Um, <laughs> so she was a fantastic businesswoman. And in those days, we'd been so tough to compete with all those men, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a man's world right now, but imagine back then, yeah. like, especially in an industry like whiskey yeah a man's world within a man's world yeah it's so male dominated so like she must have been a total badass yeah go Anne. go Anne. go Anne. she was also like the first person to start trading whiskey around the uh, around the globe so like doing exportation late 1800s so i mean getting that off the ground i can't even imagine what's involved in that yeah especially the <laughs> 1800s yeah, the like by a ship later, uh, by yeah, arranging it by letter. And, yeah, I don't know. Go yeah, on. so she was like also a marketing mogul who gave Glenmore this whole rebrand to what we know of it as today, the most well known brand around for a long time, best selling whiskey for such a long time, years and years. And like I said, the first one I even knew of as a kid. Yeah, she pretty much set up Glenmorangie to be this kind of like global icon like of, of 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 scotch of whiskey in general across the world yeah all because of yeah good that's awesome she's uh yeah she was amazing she and it's unfortunate i've never i never heard of her before today like which that's what i was gonna say and she only has like one page in that book that i told you about oh. as well so i know that i feel like there's more to the story like i want to know more about her yeah um, me too Anyway, so she sold up in 1887, but she did keep a significant shareholding until her death in 1896. So yeah, she made a huge impact on the whiskey's branding, marketing, and outreach. And it uh, sounds like she was a smart businesswoman right up till the end. Good for her. Yeah. And probably the reason why we are talking about it today, the Glenmore and G's, because of her. Right. I imagine. She has yeah. a lot to do with it. Moanan. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, it would be nice to hear actually more about her. Maybe we'll... I'll continue the investigation, shall I? Okay. If we even know any more Anne tidbits, because I would love yes. to know more about her. 
Okay, so then let's uh, let's talk about this Glenmore and G10 now in our uh, segment we like to call our thirst impressions. I'll need to pour some more. I've drank it. Please Hold do. On. Done. Mm-hmm. Pour that cup till it's full. Nope, oh, there's that sound again. Here, let me pour it for you. I know you like to hear it. I do love a good ASMR. Did oh, you yeah. even hear that? I don't know. I heard it. Yeah. It's so hard when we're like not in the same room. I know. It's going to be great to record in the same room as you one day again, Pam. I know. I miss you. Yeah, I know. I miss you too. I haven't, I don't think I've, yeah, I've maybe seen you a handful of times in this whole time. Like Like in person. Yeah. Yeah. With like across the yard or Uh standing in my doorway, you handing me alcohol, me handing you alcohol or whatever. (laughs) That's pretty much (laughs) how it goes anyway, whether we're together or not. But um, oh, one day we'll be together. One day, one fine day, I will see you again. No, but until right. then, we will share digit uh, through the um, technology here of of Zoom. We're going to share this Glenmore G10 together, um, and we're going to talk about what we think about it. So we've been sipping on it while mm-hmm. you've been talking about Anne Matheson, the wonderful, wonderful, amazing woman. All right, so we're ready to go here. Chelsea, have a smell. What do you think? Okay, so I mean, obviously, the first thing I smell is like a light fruit, kind of like pears and vanilla for sure. I think definitely get that vanilla from because definitely um, you got that uh, first fill and second fill American oak caskings, which I think you you can smell that a lot. I Mm -hmm. what about you? Yeah, I feel like the orangey citrus. Orangey, comes through like in every aspect of this for me mm-hmm. um yeah i hear where you're coming from with the vanilla and uh, and it's, it's very fruity very fruity fruity vanilla i know that's, that's very basic but that's exactly kind of this i think why it's kind of the flagship kind of glenmorangy scotch that they have it's just it's just it's delicious yeah have a sip okay all right <laughs> Taking a sip, took a sip. Mm. So again, um, I still taste that vanilla, mm-hmm. and uh, I find it's very, uh, very, like very well balanced too. I think because you get kind of the nice malty sweetness and van- uh, from the from the actual spirit, but then you can definitely still taste that oak influence. So you get a nice balance of of cask and spirit together. So I think they do a good job making a nice balanced spirit, which, yeah, makes it pretty accessible, I think. What about you? Yeah, definitely, like, taste that orange all the way through here. Oranginess. Yeah. Um, Vanilla, for sure, definitely. I think it's got a wee bit of floraliness to it as well, but um, for me, it's, it's that finish is, like, fresh, citrusy, and... Yeah, you're just like ready for another sip, like straight away. Yeah, it's a nice one to revisit. Mm-hmm. Glenmo, ten. Good job, Glenmo. Yeah, look good. Good job. Hi. So, other cool things is they consider themselves pioneers of casking. Um, we know they only use a cask twice, and uh, they're at the forefront of whiskey innovation with experiments in yeast, barley, and, of course, casks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the casking has really been something they've played with over the years and experimented with. The 
cask finishes and the core range that they have is pretty interesting. Um, like we're only sampling the original here, which is matured in first and second fill American oak casks, which we discussed. Um, but the others in their core range have some pretty cool recasking mm-hmm. action happening. So some of my favorites too come from yeah there. that Lasan- Lasanta. Lasanta, yeah, the sherry yeah. cask. Yeah, so they're uh, American oak finish, but uh, in both the uh, Oloroso and PX sherry casks. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Uh, and I, I tried that at the Edmonton Whiskey Expo recently. Nice. So nice. nice. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gooder for sure. I wish I could remember more about it, but I drank Connors. Um, Sounds <laughs> <laughs> uh, good whiskey if you can't remember much about it because you know too much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the Quinta Ruban. Yeah, the Quinta Ruban, the port cask. Ruby port cask, yep. yeah. Portugal, Portuguese uh, port... Barrels. And uh, then the Nectar Dior. Yeah. Finished in the... You go on. So oh, yeah. Saturn. Saturn casks. Nice sweet. I could tell you what to ripe, dive in Sweet there. white wine. Actually, the Nectar Dior is one of my all-time... Like, that was, like, one of the first whiskeys that, like, really did it for me when I first was getting into it. It's amazing. It's so it's so good. <laughs> like, we could talk about these all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, yeah, they do a great... They they've yeah, like you said, they're very innovative in their in their um in their caskings for sure. Which leads me to um this is that when I was uh, working for the a Scotch bar, I had a lot of maybe more intermediate Scotch drinkers not um maybe ordered Glenmorangie G because they said, Oh, I've I've had I've had Glenmorangie, G. Which maybe be like, Well, did you have the Quinta Rubin? Did you have La Santa? Did you have the did you have the Nectar Dior? Have you had the Burgundy cask? Have you had, you know, they have a lot of different caskings that are completely different, but they just kind of wreck it. They see Glen Morangy and they think that's just it's all the same. You drink one, you drink them all. And I and I would have to uh, you know, correct them on that and and show them by pouring them a jam, and then they were convinced they're like, Oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, there's way more to it, right? Yeah. Exactly. And, so anyway, we're here to talk about the original here. Exactly. Years. Back to the original. Back to the original. So um a good summary here, I guess, is that it's a great whiskey for beginners, not offensive, but like uh definitely worth a revisit. Yeah. Um it's easy to get your hands on. Most people enjoy it, maybe a good uh gift for somebody like who's just starting starting out here. Yep. Um and even nope. for those who've maybe you've had it plenty of times before, maybe it's a good time to revisit it because, um, you know, you do see it a, a, around a lot, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's out there because it's, it's delicious. So get back. Yeah. yeah, they do it right. Yeah, they do it right. And they have for all these years. It's not wildly expensive either. So it's a great um, mm-hmm. jumping off point. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I guess that wraps up episode number five. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we want to say thank you to Stuart Bell for the creation of our new theme song, This Is The Life. Cheers, Stuart. And uh, you guys can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to hear more episodes from us. And if you have any whiskey suggestions for us to feature, please reach out on Instagram and give us a follow at Podcast or email dramfineyeg, that's Y-E-G, at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. All right, we'll see you next time. 